Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nightly, your Monday through Friday source for everything Nintendo. My name is Michael Cottrell, your host, and today on the show I just want to dissect the Nintendo Direct that happened yesterday. After all the um, craziness and the hype surrounding the pictures that Nintendo was putting up, the tweet thread that was started by all those companies, I think people were left a little disappointed, and it's all just been incredibly funny to watch, honestly, because I... I wasn't expecting much at all. I was. Uh, some people are, you know, like, oh man, I was expecting Metroid Prime Five. It's like, man, we haven't seen the fourth one yet, and and they're not going to show a game like that or a game like the new Pokemon at a January event. I don't think. I think they're going to save that for E3 when everybody's talking about video games. There is a little bit of a war that goes on for like who's bringing the hotness this year. That's where we saw so much of Odyssey. That's where we saw so much of Breath of the Wild the year before. So I think those sort of games are going to be held. For that time. That being said, just want to take a look at the direct. I'm not going to spend too much time recapping what was talked about there. It was only a 15 minute video, so if you're interested in what exactly was announced and you haven't watched the direct, go ahead and watch that first. Also, just a quick note for those of you that are watching the video version of this show, uh, there's not going to be much or any video that we show today uh, just because this is some hot and heavy content ID stuff. I'm going to get in some sort of trouble from Nintendo if I show more than six seconds in a row from their direct. So uh, that being said, I may be able to patch in some video footage later or uh, some video footage from the previous versions of these games, but not going to be showing a whole lot of direct footage here. That being said, however, let's jump into the Nintendo direct and uh, see what was announced and just give you, I'm going to give you a little reaction to it. Honestly, I might cover some of the finer points in videos themselves that I find a little more interesting or that there's more of a conversation that could be had about them. But for now, let's just talk about uh, the initial reaction. So we started with a remake to a 10-year-old DS game, and this is coming back with uh, some refreshed graphics. Some It's got a, a new story that is coming alongside of it. I think this is this is all good. This is a cool a cool game. It's a third party and um, you know bringing some diversity to the Switch. This this sort of game it really is unique in itself. But just to have more uh, more RPG sort of games on the on the platform is nice. Next we move to Pokémon Tournament DX where they're adding Aegislash, who is a literal sword and shield from I think the X and Y series. This is when I feel like Pokémon kind of lost their edge with the designs of the new Pokemon. I mean, honestly, it, it's a sword. It's, uh, it's, yeah, why, why is it here? I know this might be just kind of a taste thing and that other people probably like this Pokemon a lot, but I, I think it's a weird addition, especially since there is already, uh, a bunch of ghost types. I think this brings the total to four with, um, Darkrai, uh, what's uh, the Chandelier? I don't even know his name the uh, and Gengar uh yeah it's just kind of weird and especially considering we already have another inanimate object ghost Pokemon so uh, that's my opinion on that as far as Blastoise goes I'm I'm so down for that I think time and time again we see the the most popular Pokemon are the first generation and he is one of the Pokemon that started it all for uh, for many of us it was the first Pokemon we were ever exposed to being the Pokemon that's on the cover of red and blue so uh, so yeah just just great addition there Mimikyu comes as a support Pokemon I wish he was a playable character he'd be a much more interesting ghost to add though I imagine you might be scared that there's too many Pikachus running around in that game so yeah uh, this battle pack costs $15 so you're basically getting two characters for $15 
way overpriced. Honestly, the, this amount of characters in the roster should have been in the game to begin with, even in the Wii U version. It's a total ripoff. I don't know if I will buy it. Uh, I don't know if Blastoise is worth $7 to me, but but we'll see. I've been looking for a reason to jump back into that game, and uh, the new characters might just be that. Next, we move on to the Kirby Switch game, which is looking pretty good. I mean, honestly, I, I'm kind of impressed by uh, by the environmental graphics and some of the effects that happen as Kirby shoots out uh, spider webs or different things like that. The abilities look cool. I like that it's four-player co-op, getting some classic Kirby gameplay here. And we haven't, I don't think we've gotten to play as some of Kirby's buddies since Kirby Superstar back on the Super Nintendo. So uh, I am, I'm excited for this game. I'm going to pick it up enjoy playing it with uh, with my brother and some of my friends, and uh, yeah, it should be a fun time. I mean, I'm not expecting a difficult game. I'm not expecting a super creative game. Uh, just, you know, some comfort food, some, some good 2D platforming action for you. Uh, it's available March 16th, which is surprising to me. I didn't think they would be able to shoot this one out that fast, which um, I don't know. Either it's been uh, under wraps for a long time, or they have a pretty short game on our hands. So we'll see what, what there is to see there they're plugging the demo for that Kirby Battle Royale game in there which I think is funny that's the only thing we've got as far as 3DS goes they don't even go into detail as far as what that game what what to be what is what there is to be excited about the 3DS game we just have that uh that little title there it's just like hey there's a 3DS game there we we supported 3DS in two, 2018 so I'm calling it 2018 3DS dead but we'll see. We'll see. I've been wrong before about this very thing. We then got a notification that Dragon Quest Builders is available on the Switch as a demo today. That is a port from an earlier PS4 game. Uh, so uh, awesome that we're getting that. But it is a, an older PS4 and actually PS Vita game. Speaking of ports, we got Hyrule Warriors being ported. I think Hyrule Warriors, honestly, and and I'll probably get a lot of hate for this, but uh, but bring it on, suckers. I had I, I didn't have much fun playing this game. It, it and really like the Dynasty Warriors games in a nutshell. Like I don't know if it's my fault or if it's just not my type of game, but it, it just seems mindless. You just mash the Y button. It doesn't really matter like what enemies are killing, how far. I mean, you go to the bases, you take the bases, and eventually you win the battle. It, it just I don't know all the all the environments. I remember there being like one or two levels with actual actual like slopes and elevation and the rest of them were just like flat planes that are colored differently to look like different Zelda locales and yeah just didn't didn't really have a great time with it. That being said, maybe I'll give it a second shot on the Switch uh, because it has looped in this time all the 3DS characters that were exclusive to that version of the game that ran like garbage on anything other than a new 3DS. So I don't know. That I I think that game is it just is being held up by the Zelda name and without it, it's, it's a pretty rough experience. But, uh, but if you're looking for some hack and slash Zelda action, that's, uh, that's something for you. Next up, we've got, uh, Mario tennis aces, which is a new tennis, a new Mario tennis game. Uh, looks pretty cool. I, I think it's it's kind of going in the same vein of Mario Power Tennis with the crazy different arenas, and uh, it's been a while since we've gotten a console Mario Tennis game. I think since the GameCube, there was a port done on the Wii, so nice to have that. I think they're trying to insert that in the spring to be a replacement for Mario Kart 8. It's not going to be. It's not going to sell anywhere near as well, but hey, it's, uh, it's going to be a cool little Mario Tennis game, and 
there's been some theorizing going on around uh, Reddit and some online forums that they're in different outfits so they can sell amiibos. If that's the case, if Bowser's in some kind of jumpsuit, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Please put Bowser in just this tracksuit. I, I think that'd be hilarious. Next up, we've got Yeast that's coming. Uh, yet another port from earlier titles. Don't have much to say about it because I've never really played it. Uh, this is the first time I'm, I'm footage I'm seeing of it, honestly. Uh, looks like it's very much in the vein of Monster Hunter, meant to be uh, a challenger to that. So uh, the the audience that will like that game will like that game. I, I think the, the base building stuff looks cool. It looks, you know, looks like the com combat is uh, interesting. The monsters are interesting. World's interesting. Uh, probably won't pick it up. It's not not my cup of tea, however. Looks uh, looks like it could be a little, little grindy, as those games tend to be. So next up, we got some DLC for Super Mario Odyssey. They're adding a new mode in brought by Luigi uh, called Balloon World. Luigi, it, this is upsetting to some people because you can't be Luigi inside of Odyssey. Uh, and I just think it's funny how dainty he looks floating on his little pack of balloons. But honestly, it's a cool little cool little upgrade. You know, it's, it's not anything that I think will revitalize the game in any sense but it'll add it'll add a fun night or two for for most people and for some people they'll have a lot of fun uh, seeing that bit of interactivity in those worlds i think that this is the right sort of thinking that repopulating these worlds with some sort of new challenge is the right way to go and i wonder what if we'll get any other updates for odyssey to to see some of this stuff um i think honestly one of the biggest things that they could do for, for some of these games is to, let's say they're going to launch a new IP. Retro's working on some game about uh, bats, and there would be uh, this sort of bat world inside of Mario Odyssey. You collect you know 15 moons in it. They make a little playground area. That'd be the best way to advertise a new IP. You could have that idea for free, Nintendo, even though you try to steal all the money that I don't make on this channel. Uh, but you know that, that one's for you guys. Uh, next up, we got SNK Heroes, which is one of our very few new games that are coming inside of this announcement, which is most people's criticism with it. But this is a multi-platform game that is also coming to Switch at the same time as uh, the other consoles. Fancy that. So this is a, a fighting game on the SNK engines with some of their famous uh, girl characters. I don't know much about SNK, to be honest, so I can't give much more commentary than this. But to say that there is a rising bit of third-party confidence inside of the Nintendo Switch, and that's a good thing. So, uh, moving on, we've got Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle getting a new playable character. As soon as I saw those trees, I was like, it's hype. Donkey Kong's in the house. Would have been cool to get Diddy too, but I'll take Donkey Kong. And um, I only put about two or three hours into Kingdom Battle. I liked it, but just... I, there's so many games coming out around that time, so I just haven't gotten back to it. And hopefully you can play DK in the main story. If you can, I'd love to give it another shot. Uh, but this is a this is a cool update. I mean, as far as, like, characters they could add to that universe, I think, you know, unless you're going to do Bowser, the DK is probably the next best, best thing to, to do. Okay, in addition to that, we've got Payday with a, an exclusive uh, character with a mask. Uh, so that's something that they're trying to advertise with, which I think is just kind of funny. It's not even Nintendo themed or exclusive, really. It's just a timed exclusive, meaning that it will make its way to other platforms eventually. So uh, it's another port. It's a beloved game and people having the ability to play it on a portable will be great. That, that's the story with a lot of these. 
Uh, next up, we got a couple of smaller titles. We've got Faye from Zoink Games. It's a EA Originals project where they invest money in uh, some smaller things, some more creative endeavors than uh, reskinning the six games that they make every year. Uh, so it looks interesting. It looks like kind of like Journey or Spore or some somewhere in between. More of a game that's uh, about relaxing and solving puzzles than it is about combat or um, crazy things like that. I think it looks cool, and honestly, um, may check it out depending on how expensive it is, and I'll let you know what I think of it. Celeste is up next. This game looks pretty awesome. It is a 2D platformer with some climbing mechanics, some stamina mechanics, and uh, just some interesting abilities that our character has to pull off all these crazy stunts. The coolest part of the game, honestly, is that it has this assist mode, and with the assist mode, you can customize like how fast she falls, how much energy she has, all of these different things, and this is something that I talk about pretty frequently, and you're going to just hear me say it like a broken record. Customizable and variable difficulty is fantastic. You should always try and put that in your games because it makes your games more accessible. I love a good challenging game. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is one of my favorite platformers. Uh, I I love the thought of the challenge of Cuphead. I can't wait to play it. But for those of for those of us who don't play games as often, don't have as much time, or they just you know some people play games to unwind and relax, and they'd like to play uh, platformers a bit more akin to Yoshi's Woolly World than Cuphead. And those people should have a chance to enjoy your game and it doesn't take anything away from beating it on the challenging mode it you know it just makes it more accessible and there's nothing wrong with that so i love that feature Uh, i think the game looks awesome and i'm going to be picking it up on january 25th next up this announcement was just for me donkey on country tropical freeze arguably the most overlooked game on the wii u is coming to the switch And speaking of variable difficulty, we've got a new character added to the roster, Funky Kong. Now, a frequent criticism that people have of this game that uh, I think think is just to a certain extent is that the game is too hard. It's too hard for certain people, and I can totally see that. Funky Kong kind of functions as an easy mode, and as uh, I imagine he's going to be really useful in any sort of uh, time trial runs if they use, if they let you choose your character for them so he is a character that has instead of the two hearts from the normal tropical freeze he has five he can uh, do two jumps and hover and he can land on spikes so this is a character that is going to be uh just a great addition to to this game to really bring in what i was talking about earlier or variable difficulty if someone like you know my wife who never plays video games wants to try something this is a way for her to get into it a little bit more and for those who couldn't finish it maybe they can lean on funky kong as a character to do that with and it looks like they made the game easier um in general i saw in two-player diddy kong had three hearts so maybe they did that i remember them doing that for the 3ds re-release of country returns I don't know how I feel about that. I would like the option to kind of customize how difficult I want it to be because, um, you know, once you get pretty good at the game, the the lack of hearts doesn't really matter. And um, yeah, I, I think it's awesome that this game is coming to Switch. I think this is one of the most important games to come to Switch because while like, you know, Mario Kart, Mario Kart was was very widely played on the Wii U and 
everybody, pretty much everybody who had a Wii U had a chance to play that. A Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze released in a weird time in one of the Wii U's lowest points in like the month of February. And so nobody really played this. And I think in a certain sense too, it was unfairly battered by critics for not feeling like Mario uh, when it's something entirely new and different. Mark Brown from Game Maker's Toolkit has a fantastic video on just explaining why this game is so great. And you really can't explain that without uh, dedicating a lot of time in visuals too. So I'll probably have some footage playing in the background from this game, but go and watch his video and check out just how they do level design. It's really impressive. And for the final announcement, the mystery announcement, we've got Dark Souls Remastered uh, coming to the Switch as well as other systems. I, it, it's it's interesting that they, they put this last and it was sort of the mystery thing. A lot of people are celebrating it just like they celebrated Skyrim coming there. It's really just that, hey, mature games can come to Nintendo again. Uh, high games with graphical fidelity can come to Nintendo again. And so I think that's a that's a win. Now, to get on to like overall thoughts of this direct, we had uh in terms of ports, we had uh one port in Pokémon Tournament, two ports for uh Dragon Quest Builders, three ports for Hyrule Warriors, uh four ports for um Payday 2, and then five ports for Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. So out of the um Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 games, a third of them were ports. And actually, six of the six of that 15, because the world ends with you, is also, uh, well, that's more of a remake than a port, but you kind of get the idea that not much is being, uh, not there aren't many new things that are being sold here. Uh, among those that are new, we've got the Kirby game, the Mario Tennis game, and... Uh, that's it from the the first party studios and then we've got the uh snk heroines and like Faye and celeste so i i can understand why some people are upset especially with all the the hype was that was being stirred about this like some people were expecting some sort of word about a smash brothers port with some extra content and characters but you know this this is what we get it's what i'll say is the strangest thing is that nintendo was drumming up all this hype and then when it came time to deliver on it, they just like uploaded it onto their channel, didn't tell anybody about it, and was like, here's a direct mini. Just like, what, what were you trying to hype things up for? It was so weird. It just seemed like bad messaging to me. But I think we got some cool stuff that's coming to the Switch. A lot of it has already come to the Wii U, but I think in terms of like Tropical Freeze Hyrule Warriors and um, even to a certain extent Pokemon Tournament there's enough new stuff there that will get people to double dip I think that's all good honestly there's so many people who didn't get to experience this stuff on the Wii U and for other people they're going to get to experience it with a much wider audience so a game that is an online fighting game like Pokemon Tournament you'll get to play that with more people than you did before I would also say with the third party stuff this was the same thing with the Wii U, except it didn't end up in original titles getting put onto the system. When the Wii U first came out, everybody was going to see if this was going to be a successful platform. So we got ports of like Mass Effect 3, Batman Arkham Asylum, games like that that had come out a year or so ago uh, to the Wii U's launch. And developers put those games on those systems just to test the waters. And so this is that phase. If some of these games interest you, 
pick him up. And I hope they, that they do do well, because if they don't, then we're going to see the same sort of flocking away from third parties that, uh, that we saw previously. And not to say that the responsibility is on us, the consumers, to prove to these companies that we'll buy their games, but it's just the harsh reality of game development that it is a very risky endeavor. And so we'll see what happens there i think with the switch's success and how it's already outsold the wii u in japan uh i think that it'll be just fine that we're going to continue to get third-party games in it's been a long time i think since the gamecube that we've gotten you know pound for pound versions of games that are coming out at the same time even if they are titles like dark souls remastered and payday 2 i mean they're not like these sure the the frame rate might be a little bit less the resolution might be a little bit less but you're getting the same game not some weird reskin of it i mean if you want to see the dark ages go go google a video of call of duty running running on the wii it was pretty bad now i don't know if we're going to get to that point where we're going to start to see those titles but Allegedly, it's easier to port to the Switch than it was to port to the Wii and to the Wii U. So hopefully we'll start to see that stuff. A wider games library is good for everybody. So those are my initial thoughts on the Nintendo Direct. I'd love to know what you think. You can write into the comments on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio versions, you can write into us at thebentoblock.com slash Nintendo Nightly. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's been kind of hard to make this week while I've been a little under the weather. You might hear some some coughing and some sniffles, uh, but it's been a fun journey. So thank you so much for stopping by and I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. I'll see you next time for some more Nintendo Nightly.